0: Hey everyone! You're listening to the Amble, the Disciple Forging Podcast of City Gate Ministries.
1: Everyone just something. Three, two. Yeah, we're gonna pray, and then we'll
0: start.
1: Oh, hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for. All the blessings that you pour on us. Thank you for this church. Thank you, Lord, for this work.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Anvil, um, our discipleship podcast here at CityGate Ministries. I'm Amy, our discipleship director. And um, it's been a while since we've had a podcast, and so just to remind you, our goal with each one that we do is just to bring you a conversation that is edifying in your spirit and will help us to um, just discern what the Bible has to say about a certain topic and um, figure out how to apply this to our lives. And so um, whoever you are listening, thank you for listening. And today we're going to have a conversation um, with Pastor Fernando and Maria, Good morning. Good morning. Hi, everybody. And thank you for being here. Um, thank you, you for welcome. inviting us. Mm-hmm. Pastor Fernando and Maria are two of our new pastors on staff. And even in the midst of COVID, they have actually launched Citygate in Español, which is our Spanish-speaking service here at Citygate. And so I've gotten the privilege to be able to meet them over um, the last couple months, and um, We've been, it's been kind of crazy the last couple of months because I think the last time we released an episode, it was right before Halloween and pastor and I think several staff members ended up with COVID and that we had to um, shut down for a couple of weeks and and do live stream. And then we went through an election Mm -hmm. and we have gone through today's inauguration day. We've been through storming of the Capitol. We've been through the holidays, so a lot has really happened. And so, today, what we want to talk about is um, the importance of gathering as a church body. We have all these options today. We have options of live stream. Um, you got the benefit of podcasts. You ha- you can find content anywhere and everywhere to help encourage you in the Lord. And so, but we still believe that the Bible asks us to begin meeting together. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. But first, Pastor Fernando and Maria, do you guys want to just share something a little bit about yourselves and who you are and your heart for the ministry? Sure.
2: Um, I turned to the Lord in 2000, and uh, with I never grew up in a church like many people. I grew up in the church, I grew up in the church, but that, that wasn't my experience. I grew up in a family, no, a non-Christian family, um, and I never heard the gospel until I turned 27, 25, 27 years old, and that was when I turned to the Lord, and I have a very special encounter with Him. Since that moment, I never uh, turned back in my life uh, to see the world to practice the things of the world. Um, At that moment, I received a call from the Lord to um, became a Spanish teacher, which I was uh, teaching for 10 years in a private school, a Christian private school. That was a very, very beautiful experience for me. Until 2013, I, I got my credentials as a minister. And after that, the Lord calls my husband to be to become a pastor's. We begin to pastor in Punta Gorda for three years. And uh, pastoring over there on last year was when the Lord put on our heart that he would do new things. And uh, he showed me Isaiah 4319 that he will do new things, new everything. And I was like, okay, I, was, I got very excited about it. Okay, we, the Lord is going to do new things. But the new thing, we'd never expect that he will move out where we were to city gates. First. Second that a pandemic was waiting for us in March. <laughs> I don't think anyone expected <laughs> that. Exactly. At that moment, I say, okay, Lord, you said that you're going to do new things. You move <laughs> us to downtown for my years, and suddenly we got locked down. <laughs> so at that moment, uh, I say, okay, so what, we're gonna, what is going to be next? And the Lord showed me clearly that we will have to wait in Him. As a church, it's important to wait in Him, and I say, okay. So we're gonna wait, we're gonna wait, and we wait. Yeah. And longs month we wait in the house, right? In lockdown. And uh, after that, we decide at that moment not to continue in the ministry. I say, okay, maybe the Lord don't want us to continue in the ministry it's not easy to begin a church. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to plant a church. It's not easy to replant a church. Mm-hmm. So in summer, during the summer, August, September, uh, we were like the Holy Spirit began to uncomfortable our spirit. Like, okay, this is not what the Lord wants. Definitely not. And I told my husband, I said, you know what? The Lord wants us to go back and start the church. So and you had started a church in 2013? Uh, no, until 2016. That was when the, we received the call okay. to, to become pastors. Okay. So we went to Punta Gorda and we replant the church that was there. Oh, okay. And But then after that, um, 2000, um, 2020 was when we just... The Lord move us out of there and move us over here to City gate. How did you find Gate? through Dr. Suarez? It was interesting oh.
1: because the thing was um, we were in Punta Gorda and we had to we had to leave the building where we were because of certain issues with the lease and increasing the rent that we couldn't afford. And uh, Dr. Suarez was looking for um, for a place for us to be here in Fort Myers. And he has talked to Pastor David. So when we came here and we talked to Pastor David, Pastor David talked to us about the vision that he had, that the Lord had given him about opening city gate ministries to other cultures, to other ethnic groups. Mm -hmm. And um, he already had in here a Messianic group. And he already had here a group from Haiti, a Baptist group, Mm -hmm. but he had no Hispanics. And that's when we came in. So we were, you know, like uh, welcome in that respect because we were the answer to his vision. We have the same passion for the Hispanics. But when we began, we began as a church inside another church. We were, you know, from Assemblies of God. And we had our own church, just leasing space in city gate ministries. And that's when the pandemic hit. And uh, I believe that uh, that wasn't what the Lord was planning for us. And that's why that happened. Mm -hmm. So we left. And then we were like uh, Pastor Maria was saying, we were for about certain months that we were kind on there. And we were helping another pastor here in Fort Myers. And uh, one day she told me or she asked me what happened, you know, with Gate, And I told her, you know, last time I talked to Pastor Gray, he let the door open for a future partnership if, you know, if that happened. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I sent an email to Pastor David uh, asking for the opportunity to talk to him about a different kind of plan. What I had in mind was not to come back, with the same old plan of having or leasing a space in the church, but to be part of Citygate Ministries, be part of the staff for a ministry, a Hispanic Hispanic ministry in Citygate, mm-hmm. that it will continue his vision. You see, all this Citygate and Espanol is a result of Pastor Davis vision. He is the one that had the initial vision. And all this door has opened for uh, no, to us because of his vision. we come here as as servants of the Lord to help out, to bring about City Gate and Espanol because of the vision that the Lord gave to Pastor David. So all this is totally different of what we had in mind at first. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. <laughs> kind of we're God here is. in City Gates and I, I mean, it's incredible the support, the warmth f- which, which we have been received in City Gate. Everything is is like we we've been here for just a few months, and looks like we've been here forever. Everyone is 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 warm. is so friendly, so warm, so cordial to us. Because why? Because this is not our our plan. It's the Lord's plan. Is the vision that the, the Lord gave to Pastor David for this church, not only for the Hispanic, but also for other groups, and I think that we are being blessed because of that. And I think that City Gate uh, Ministry is 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 gonna burst in blessings because it's opening its heart to everyone. I I at uh, one time I I said uh, I was praying. And I, and I look at everyone down, and, you know, on the balcony and on the first floor. And I said, you know, if you want to see how heaven looks like, just look around. Mm-hmm. Because that was the picture I had on my mind. People from all nations, different nations, different cultures, different races, all worshiping together. Mm-hmm. And that's what I saw when I was praying. And that's what City Gate Ministries is is a piece of heaven on earth. Hmm.
0: So I think one of the most beautiful things that I've seen here was the Sunday that we actually sang in both English and Spanish. Yes, and yes. I could hear people singing in both languages at right. the same time, right. and it was um, it was just different than I've ever experienced before. And it is like a, a little piece of heaven. It tells us in Revelations that people of every tribe, nation, tongue, right, they're Amen. all going to be together worshiping Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, to experience that was, I think, really beautiful. And we do have a lot of Hispanics here, and we do want to value their culture mm-hmm. right. and their experiences um, and who they are. And I think both of you have shown us that the Hispanic population is fast-growing here in right. in our city, yeah. and so we want to be an open door for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. And, I, and I think that's, that was when the word, of, uh, I said that's forty three nineteen. Came alive. I say, I'm gonna do everything new. Uh, when we came over here, and uh, we accept uh, the vision of uh, Pastor David. Yeah. At that moment, when I was uh, talking to him, and that I say, wait a minute, let's do something different. And this word came to my mind: reinvention, reinvented. You know. And I was like, reinvent? How are we going to reinvent ourselves, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, we were in a, uh, that was in a meeting that we were, right? And this uh, man that was talking, he was a financial planner. And he, suddenly he became, and he said, he spoke to the people and say, we all need to reinvent ourselves. And he came back to my ear the same word and say, wait a minute, the Lord wants something new, not the same old, mm-hmm. not the same thing that we used to do before but he wants something new mm-hmm. for 2021 for 2020, 2021 and the future. Mm-hmm. And if you notice Amy um, around us since the pandemic everything is going to change. Mm-hmm. it has been changed mm-hmm. already. It's changed our life our way to communicate, our ways of uh, 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 fellowship in the church. And, and uh, the Lord wants something new. And that new doesn't mean that we need to stop coming to church.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that. It's, it's something that He wants to do with all our lives. Something new. What we going to do? Isn't he's never gonna do something different. What is in the Word of God?
1: Yeah, the church is alive. The church is more alive than and ever, <laughs> and this pandemic has come as a challenge to the church to find different ways of spreading the goodness of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why you know uh, we depend, or we depend on during the pandemic on technology. I I believe technology is good. And I believe the church can use it, but it's not a substitute for us to congregate.
0: So let's talk about that then biblically, because in, in our culture for years, mm-hmm. I see it growing, this, um, this thought and belief and mindset that the church is a place that you go, and you go on a Sunday— chicken. <laughs> yeah. And you, it, you feel good. You, you know, a lot of people come in these stores, they, they need something. They are looking for something. Um, they need their boost for the week. Um, and I think it's also normal I, to go to church maybe once a month. And so I don't know that there's a clear scriptural understanding of what the fam what the family of God is, is really supposed to be. So maybe we can start there and just talk about what is church actually in the Bible? What does, what does it mean, church?
1: When we talk about church, we're talking about an assembly. And we're not talking about a building. We're talking about people. And the church is the body of Christ, and Christ is the head of the church. And it's very important for us to congregate, like you've been saying. And I have here, if I may, uh, I have a verse from Luke, from Luke 4, 16. And he says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath, and he stood up to read. So it's very clear it says that if Jesus, the Son of God, It was his custom to come to service every single week. We should do the same. That's his example. That's the example that he left us. Because when we come to church, we're able to worship together. It's not the same to worship at home. It's a very difference when you worship with other brothers and sisters in Christ and the Holy Spirit manifests during that worship. When you're strong and they're. The one that is at your right or your left is weak, you can support that person. But guess what? If next week you are the one that is weaker, the one that is stronger would be able to help you out also. So Christ is the head, and we are the body. And if you stay home, guess what? That body is missing a part. Every single part of the body is totally necessary for the function of that body. If a finger is missing on my hand, guess what? My hand can perform the same way with the five fingers. So if you stay home, my hand is gonna be missing a finger and I won't be able to function normally. Now we fully understand we're not throwing science away. There are people that are sick. Some people, they have their immune system that is suppressed or depressed. There are some people they have, uh, they're in chemotherapy or they have diabetes. Those that they're prone to be uh, susceptible to COVID, well, then you stay home until you get stronger. But as soon as you get strong, then come back to church because we as a body, we need you. We need you to be with us, worshiping and praising the Lord and receiving the word of God together.
0: And this is in 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul tells us that the Holy Spirit has given everyone um, a gift as he has willed. And so, Amen. like, he has deposited something in every single Amen. believer. And so, like you said, the body is, um, is lacking if not all the parts are coming together to love and care for one another and serve one another. And so everybody has a very special part to play. And I, I do believe that that's very fulfilling that Jesus desired us to feel fulfilled as the body. And then when we're able to come together and use those gifts, it's for our own good and for our own joy.
2: Amen. Amen. We can take a look at the culture back then. Uh, when Jesus was on earth, the culture, there was a lot of sickness. There was a lot of pandemics. There was a lot of, of everything. There was war, there was uh, uh, a lot of things that we encountered today. And even that they used to meet each other. They used to congregate. They used to uh, read the word of God. But then the New Test, the Old Testament, and uh, there was, there was no excuse or reason for people to not to get together to read the Old Testament, uh, the Scripture. And today we see uh, maybe I would say too much distraction that people, okay, I'm going to stay home. and I, I just have all the things to do. But that's not what the Lord wants us to do. Uh, he wants us to get together. Amen. He wants us to uh, worship together. He wants us to bless us together as a yeah. body, uh, not as individual, independent, separate from the body. He wants the church together. And yeah. that is a mandate. Like, uh,
1: let, let me have, uh, I also have this, uh, this verse from Hebrews 10. On um, Hebrews ten twenty three, it says, the, the word of the Lord says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near so the the, the word of the lord is very clear that we must congregate. To be with the Lord is number one priority in our lives. And the Lord hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Fear doesn't come from God because God is love. Fear comes from the enemy.
0: And I think in staff, I heard you sharing a story. Was Were there some people who had come back to begin to worship again? and they
2: had been distant for a while? Yes. Um, back in November, after we decided to uh, to come over here and do what the Lord wants us to do, that was strange. But at the same time, we know that when you and the Lord and you are in the plans of the Lord, the Lord began to move and to do things. I received a call from a friend, and uh, she told me i can't do this anymore i can stay at home anymore i need to congregate i need to be with the body of christ i need to go to church um when you are, are going to come back and if you're going are you going to continue preaching are you gonna uh, get together again i want to go i want to go to church i need to go to church and uh, uh she have a very heavy schedule mm-hmm. work schedule and also um uh, She's being, you know, taking other precautions, and, and I say, you know what? That I opened my eyes. That we all need to be together. That the will of God is that we congregate, that we worship together, and uh, we sit to listen to the uh, voice of the Lord. Um, also, after that, uh, we and the first service that we had one of the couple came to me and said, you know what, we've been, I said, well, where you been? Have you been, Are you been congregating on another church? You No, no, we were waiting. We were waiting in the Lord, and we were praying, and we were waiting, and uh, the Lord told us this word, obedience. And I told my husband, we need to obey the Lord. Amen. We need to go back to church. Amen. He will take care of us we need to go back to church. So that opened our mind and our eyes that again, that the will of God is that we all get together to worship him. Um, back again to the culture in um, that time, when we see the book of Acts in second chapter, we see clearly that the people of the Lord, as soon as they got saved, they all uh, meet together. And the time, the culture back then, that wasn't easy to be a Christian. There was a lot of perse- uh, persecution. There was a, a lot of danger for the body of Christ. But even that, they continue to meet together and they continue to get together. And uh, I want to put this as a blessing. Okay. The verse four say in chapter act two, they say, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues and the Spirit gave them utterance. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so when we see here, it is it's something special. And the special is that when the people of God got together in one body, worship him, something special happened the Holy Spirit began to move around people, and He began to work in the life of people. And that's something more, oh, I would say, supernatural that's going on in church when we all get together. Mm. When we separate from the body of Christ, we don't have that blessing. Amen. But when we all get together as a body of Christ, the Lord is there to bless us.
0: Well, in America, our faith is very individualistic. So honestly, just for me, it's been a journey trying to think corporately and Mm -hmm. actually to have more passion for corporate worship than private worship. Mm -hmm. And so when I was, I grew up in the church, Mm -hmm. Um, my dad is a pastor. And so when I was 19, I went off to college and um, I didn't get plugged in. I couldn't find a church that I liked. Um, And I was just kind of tired of it, to be honest with you. Then the Lord moves me to Fort Myers. He, I get connected with Pastor Gray and the college ministry over at um, CCM. This is like 15 years ago now. The Holy Spirit really began to do a work in my life. And from that point, even though I'd been saved, I, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then from that point, he just led me into like, um, a deeper desire and devotion for him. Mm -hmm. And I, at that time, don't think I had any real care or concern for the peop- God's people. Mm. I loved God, mm. but I really had no love for, like, the people of God. I would be the last one to church and the first one out. I didn't want to stand around and talk with people. I didn't want to get to know anyone. And the Lord called me one year to just a year of fasting and praying. I did a lot of praying because the Lord told me that I needed to and so I spent a lot of time in prayer daily and I did not know what God was doing at the time I was just spending time with him and after that year I only heard him say one year and so after that year was over I slowly began to notice things that had changed in me and in that time period I realized God had birthed a love for his people in my heart that I just hadn't had before. And so now I love God's people, and it is the greatest passion that I have besides for the Lord. But it was because I was spending so much time. He birthed that inside Mm. of me, and that's what I see in Acts. Mm. I see, like you say, when they were together, the Holy Spirit Mm. came in chapter 2. Later in the chapter, it says that after Peter preaches, 3,000 people get saved. Amen. Amen. And it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. Like They immediately began to devote themselves to one another, Mm -hmm. to the breaking of bread and prayers. Amen. And it says that awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And it goes on to talk about how they would gather daily to worship God, to break bread in their homes, and they would praise God and they had favor with all the people. And I just see the Holy Spirit in the background, knitting them, all these diverse groups of people, knitting them together in deep love and devotion with one another that only comes supernaturally by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And that it was something that caused the world to stand in awe and wonder. And so I guess my challenge for those of us who are believers is can we truly pursue Jesus and love him the way that we're supposed to and remain absent from the body of Christ? I don't know that scripture gives us that kind of permission. No, it doesn't.
1: Nope. So we see this, this pandemic has been a challenge to the church, and the church has to react to it with change. Change is good. Sometimes we have to change the way we do things for a certain time, but the Lord is calling us to pray. This pandemic is not gonna last forever, but after this, we may have some different challenges that we have to go through as the body of Christ. So the main thing that we have to do is pray about it. Don't be fearful, just ask for the Lord that everything will pass away, that we can come back to church and congregate together and be ready for the challenges that will come in the future.
0: The last thing I would probably say is, is that the Lord, He created and formed, He designed the church, and um, He gave us a mission. And so that unity among believers is going to reveal to the world Amen. who Jesus truly is, who the Father is, because we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. So we need one another, Amen. and we have a job to do. Yeah. And so in the midst of difficulties and in the midst of persecution and trials, that call doesn't go away. It Amen. remains. And so as the Lord begins to do something new and the world crumbles around us, you know, um, as we stick together, we believe that God is going to be faithful to fulfill all of his promises. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, oh, yes. and
1: he we will be faithful that. because he's always been faithful. He's Amen. been faithful in the past. He's faithful today, and he will continue to be faithful tomorrow because He can change His character. And like you said, that we continue the mission that He was doing on on this earth. He left us the Holy Spirit for us to continue the mission that He began 2,000 years ago, and He continues to do through us. And His mission has always been to preach the gospel to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, to uh, recovery of sight to the blind, and to free those that are oppressed. So the goodness of salvation of Jesus Christ is still our main priority. No matter what the challenges that we're facing, we continue to do what the Lord has called us to do in the middle of it.
0: Our heart today is just to encourage all those that are listening um, to help you to understand biblically what, what the Lord has to say about this. But I just also want to encourage those of you that have been far away, maybe not because of pandemic, but maybe just because you feel like this is the comment I get. Well, the roof is going to fall in if I come back to church and, Mm. (laughs) or God's going to strike me with lightning. Maybe you've had trouble of your own. Maybe you've gone, you know, like the prodigal son, you've gotten in a mess, but the father's always calling you home. He desires for you to come home. And so here is here you within the body of Christ. You should find that, that welcoming love of the father, um, joy, uh, seeing the joy of you returning. And so don't stay away if you have been away because of trouble in your own heart and life. Come back, come back home. Um, and so Pastor Fernando um, or Maria, any closing
2: comments? Well, uh, two words, two words that the Lord uh, put in my heart is uh, not, to have, not to be fe- uh, have fear, Fearful. Now, don't be faithful and uh, be wise. He didn't give me the word obedience, he gave me the word wise. Mm-hmm. We need to be more wiser than and not to be fearful. This is not what the Lord calls us to be or to have fear. But he calls to have to have wisdom and decisions and come back to church and And to walk in the days that we are walking today, be wise.
1: I would say for everyone that is listening, that is um, is staying home because of convenience, or whatever the reason is that uh, hasn't allowed you to come back, come back home. You have a father that is waiting for you with the open arms, so you could be part of the body of Christ. We are incomplete without you.
0: Thank you. Pastor Fernando, would you like to pray?
1: Thank you, Father, for this time that you have allowed us to be here. May this message be empowered by the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit touch those hearts that they needed to hear this so they know that you, Father God, you are waiting for every single one of them, that you love them, This is not judgment, but this is just a word of blessing for those that they need to come back to church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks
0: for listening to this episode of The Anvil. Community is important to us, so don't forget to subscribe and leave us a message letting us know how this episode impacted you. If CityGate is not your home church, you can find out more about us at citygateswf.org. See you next time. We're gonna make We're gonna make